Around Comics, Episode 85. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Yo. Adrian. Yo. Don't no, just yo. And Mr. Tom Caters. If you can learn to like them, and I can learn to like you, maybe we're going to learn to like each other. But you need the Russian translator repeating. Oh, That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Living in we're America. We're in Moscow, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we're in Moscow. And we have our regular Monday guest. You know him as the host of Word Balloon. We know him as our good buddy, Mr. John Suntress. Yeah, but look at them, Apollo. That ain't us no more. You know, we're like, I don't know, regular people. <laughs> I got Living what you call in America. Brain. I love uh, Rocky Balboa. The last, the, the most recent movie. It was good. I, I thought it, it was a lot. excellent. I thought excellent. it was great. I just love the Spider Rico reference. Absolutely, that was fantastic. I just Absolutely. like the fact that you could kind of forget about five. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let really? you let you let go of that. Yeah, you know? it's like I okay. love all the Rocky movies. I, I mean, five's the worst. Oh, five hurts. It's bad. It's five bad. Really but I'll hurts. even watch that one just because I, I four, even uh, though four is like eighty five percent flashback sequences. Oh, and I like, still, and like still has music videos. Yeah, I say Joe Bob Briggs like really embarrassed me for enjoying the no we. Easy Way Out, Robert Tepper video montage where Rocky's like... In the Lamborghini. Yes. Like, Without it, destructible. <laughs> that whole thing. I'm watching it on the night of Christmas Day. Not Christmas Eve, but Christmas Day night. Oh, wow. And Joe Bob Briggs is hosting on TNT and they're showing it and he's like, they just do the whole video montage and everything. And I love it because it's this great celebration of all those great fight scenes in all the Rocky movies and Apollo and Rocky's friendship and they're hugging and everything's great. And he's like, ah, it's Rocky IV. Sucks. Probably the most homoerotic moment of all the Rocky movies. <laughs> oh, <movies. laughs> I am pounding the floor, laughing my ass off, and I'm like, "Dude, you have ruined that moment for me forever." But I'm laughing my ass, and it still makes me laugh. You What's win, your favorite too. Rocky movie? Um, you know, I, I, of course, the first is great, but I really love two because it was a great way to retell Rod Serling's Requiem for a Heavyweight. What happens when you get that close to your dream and fail? What happens with Chapter Two of your life when? Well, well, you one came is close, but you, you, you know you didn't become a champion. You know? One is still my yeah. favorite. So, oh, well, yeah. one's a one's a classic. One. Yeah. Tarantino claims that it was Rocky and it winning Best Picture that turned the '70s around from the harsh reality of all those great early '70s movies to happy people, ending. Exactly, yeah. literally that simple. It's people want happy endings. And so I was like, Rocky okay, ruined modern film. Kind of. Well, you know, that and Jaws. It certainly created. Yes. <laughs> hey, it certainly Jaws created, the, created the summer blockbuster. Well, which, that's what. Well, and, and oh, Rocky, yeah, you're right. And Rocky yeah. ushered in a, a, again a formula new, films. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you saw so many films follow that sort of same story archetype. Are we? A, Welcome to the Crankcast. Yeah, Good Lord. No, I like it. Yeah, the exactly. usual beginning part where we ramble. Well, <laughs> we did it again. Wink, wink. Did did this is, this we is one of I just our... Do, one, one more thing about Ro- oh, uh, Ro- with Rocky IV. I still do love the Apollo comeback 
I just living that, in America. That, that, yeah, the living it's in America. Was, uh, my I girlfriend, love that scene. I my love girlfriend that. has never seen a Rocky movie, and one uh, one day it was on on demand, and I was watching Rocky Four. She walked into the room as I'm like sitting there watching that part, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "It's Rocky Four, and it's the part where he oh, living in, and she's like." This is Rocky? And I'm like, no, watch the first one. <laughs> You'll like the first it's, one. It's Dolph Lundgren's yeah. funniest moment when he's just like, what? What, what? what is going on? I will, if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. But she watched the first we one. We go! It. It's like, they be like, more cutting. Good! Make fun of us because we're Russian. We go! Well, folks, this is I one of our reviews. news and reviews episodes, and we're going to get to all Although of that my favorite in just line. a couple moments. But first, I'd like to let you know that this shot. episode of Around Comics is sponsored by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat, the tension is nearly unbearable. And then you spot it, that graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find exactly what you're looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Save on your favorite books, manga, and more. Click on the Borders banner at the Around Comics website for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. Find a store near you at www.borderstores.com or use the Borders store locator at aroundcomics.com. Thank you again One to more rock- the fine folks at Borders. No, this is not the Rocky Come on, yeah, Rocky. Rocky just Borders. want to let everyone know that Around Comics is recorded every turn your Friday mic down. at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Not the Rocky <laughs> cast. Doing it in front of not only this on, incredible just... crowd, but the Russian premiere and so many <laughs> Moscow people looking on. No, it's located <laughs> at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. I turn your mic if you are in the We're talking <laughs> Rocky, baby. You know, once we started talking Rocky, I knew that it was just going to go downhill because you get Suntress and Sal in the same <laughs> room. <laughs> they can talk place, about boxing. boxing for five hours. And then we'll talk it's about, about Silver Age DC, sport. and it'll be Suntress and Tom. Weren't you glad on. I wasn't here last week? Be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like a little bit. It was like, oh, that was smooth. Rocky. There is. Silver Age Rocky. Rocky is the Silver Age Rocky. It's fucking true. He's Ted Grant. Rick, uh, or uh, not Rick, what's his name? Ja, uh, Ted Grant? Uh, no, no, no. The, the, the Irish. Uh, uh, oh, Jack Murdoch? Yeah, no, 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 no. The real boxer. Marciano? Uh, the Irish. Oh, was Jerry the Irish? Cooney? Jerry Cooney? No. <laughs> Jack Dempsey? Before that. Satan? They just made a movie about him. They just made a movie. Oh, Judge. Uh, oh, uh, Jim the Cinderella uh, Man. Brad. Yeah, Braddock. Jim Braddock. Yeah, the great Jim Braddock. Sorry. Right. Who can forget? When he took Joe Louis on and knocked him down in the first round, only to go down in the eighth himself. Jim Braddock punched Jesus in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just for looking at him. Funny. What are you looking at, Holy oh, Father? And then I they finally, shared a pint. Can I finally get in my favorite Rocky line, though? God, please. I just went out. Yeah, I'll edit it out. You know, we need Chris Crank here, because really, then we really Yeah, we would have the Rocky. Um, Rocky three yes. before the uh, <laughs> <laughs> pain before the, yeah that's my favorite. Really? What's your prediction for the fight, Clubber? Pain. That's the greatest line ever by a boxer in a movie. Come on, Balboa was a great fighter, but his time is past. <laughs> I wish him luck. At hey woman. 34, hey woman. <laughs> that's right. Well, once it's again, come into Dark real. Tower for all of your comics and collectibles. <laughs> Sorry. All right, folks. Clubber it is, Lang, man. It is time villain. for Wire to Wire comic book news. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Thank you. 
walk into the ring. The number one heavyweight in the world. You'll be ready, won't you? Why? Because I waited for 50 years to make you ready. Market. It is D to D. Why are you so down? Uh, there's like, a new player. There's a new player. Who's giving you your David Brinkley? It, there's it a new player. Very, you sound depressed. I'm worried. No, about it's it. been it's comics market. It's been so loud in here that I'm a little shell shocked. Oh, you'll know. know when you hear uh, Thursday show. It was raucous. It was a ruckus. There was like twenty people. Ruckus, ruckus. It was a ruckus, ruckus, and it was very loud. And I'm a little shell shocked right now. Anyway, Top Cow. Uh, yeah, it's IGN Entertainment, a unit of Fox and Interactive Media, announced that Direct to Drive, Direct to Drive, to Drive dot com, digital retail store, has launched the web's first independent download to own comic book store, and we will begin selling. Comic book titles from Top Cow Productions. Mm. If, you, if you go to um, uh, directeddrive.com. Nothing's debatable com. on this. Yeah, like well, the, I mean, it, independent uh, dealing? No, also the first. Over the own. The word own, own, I think, might be Double slightly. Direct to own. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I, uh, I went to the site after I oh, read, I read it. It's a DR, there's DRM. There's okay. the, there's mm-hmm. digital rights management software installed. You it's a you you download a PDF file, right? But it can own there's there, there's some sort of other software you have to download to read it along with it, and it can only be installed on the original the point computer, there. yeah, that you download it to and and run the software on, even what, if you even if you. Have like your computer crashes and you have to reinstall the software. It won't run. You're not going to have to run it. You're not going to be able to run it again. So only like the one computer you you run it on the first one. What 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 is the selling point number one of PDF? Portable. It's portable. Portable portable document format. And what is the other selling point about PDF? Is that it can you can read it on any Acrobat reader yeah. on any, any operating any format, system? Any right. operating, yeah. yeah, every system is bundled with some. What sort what of is the reader. what is the worst thing that you could possibly do when trying to launch a new fairly alien? System for offer, make it worse. offer overpriced uh, Witchblade comics this that you can't harder. read on any. This is more expensive and harder to read than just buying the book. Yeah, which is like <laughs> yeah. defeats the purpose. Here, I would here, just, if I want to buy it, I'll go get the number book. One. Wow. Here's hoop number two. Here's hoop number three. You need ah. to jump through all these hoops before you can read this in a way that you're not used to reading them. And then you know what? You can't read and it on and they're a buck ninety nine. Yeah. They're buck ninety nine for like uh, Midnight Nation number one. We're usually which I could go and probably find in a quarter bin right now. Probably, 
You can you can buy. I checked it online today. You can buy at Amazon or you know any InStockTrades.com. You can buy at any online retailer. Midnight Nation, the complete trade for less than you can download the single issues. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to rag on this too bad because we usually try and celebrate comics and 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 shine a bright light on what is good about this. But they missed this, the point. They yes. If there was <laughs> yes. If if there was nine out of ten things that you could screw up. They've on done. this, they've, they've done it. every one of them. Congratulations, Joe. You look at something like, <laughs> you compare this to like Pullbox Online. Pullboxonline.com yeah. has uh, it figured out. I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, the guy in charge of uh, Top Cow, Matt. Uh, Mark Silvestri? No, not Mark Silvestri. Um, Matt's something, I thought. I He's always tried. seemed like a guy, yeah. If we Is it the guy that does Silvestri's backgrounds? No, oh. I, you know, he, they, uh, they produced that great that DVD. You know, it happens every Wednesday, or we're looking forward to, every, you know, Countdown to Wednesday. Yeah. And it was all about the comic book business. I mean, he's a really smart guy, and he's a really smart business guy, and I like a lot of Top Cow products. This is a bad move. I mean, that's my point. I'm really disappointed. Well, this is what, what I think started a lot of this is that the, I don't know if it's the business model, whatever, the delivery system at IGN, it, it really seems that it was built to sell video games. Yeah, it makes sense because I so know, I'm sure. they're taking. Well, this is how we sell video games. So let's use the same exact you, way, you and we'll sell comic point. books. Yeah, you need a different price point. Yeah, it's you know two dollars two dollars for a digital comic for comics that you know, and they say they have to be over a year old. I'm sorry, but a, a Top Cow book, especially a Top Cow book. I'm sorry, but can you a Top Cow these? book that's a year old, you can find it in a dollar bound. Now you have to download them to your computer, so you can't download them to like a PSP or something like no. that. No, well, I, can you, uh, Sally? Maybe, I mean, it's Sally down debatable because you also have to download the application. Yeah, you have to. It seems like you have to download some sort of oh, application. I, I didn't actually download anything in person, right, right, but right. it seems like you have to download some sort of application. Okay. In conjunction with Acrobat Reader, or right. they may it may be that they have their own Acrobat you know Acrobat Reader that you have to use to read it, and you can only install that Acrobat. I think that might be what it. How which it which is so counter to what Reader is about to begin with. Oh, get off your Adobe high horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Climb off that. No, it's just you know, I, it's it's what it is. is a misstep that can be corrected. It can, but the the, but th- the problem I see with it, the the biggest issue I have with it is that they're the first like major publisher to publisher to mm-hmm. go and do this, and now it it's wrong. just yeah, and they're doing it and wrong. You're doing it wrong, and now it's just going to be okay. Is that the model everybody else is going to follow? I don't think so. I hope not. I, I certainly hope I not. I think it's going to fall pretty flat. I can't imagine too many people doing this. No, no. I, I wouldn't. E- I wouldn't even do it to try it out. Whenever we found out, whenever we found out about PullboxOnline dot com, the first thing I did was like, oh, a buck. Yeah, okay, fine. I went, tried it out, worked like a dream, and I was like, yeah, this is great. I wouldn't. You know, it's like, no, I'm not. Even, I'm the, not even going to spend. I the think $2 the thing that is. What works against us the most is that people that are going to buy comics online are probably more savvy, price-wise, perhaps than the average comic reader. And people aren't and dollar ninety-nine for that. Like I'm not going to drop it. I'll drop ninety-nine cents on sure. something because sure. I will fall for all the traps that are usual. You know, <laughs> you know, price points. Well, it, 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 it's know? the iTunes model, and people will say, well, you know, iTunes has a DRM basically with the right. the, the yeah, M4A, yeah, absolutely. but you can still authorize. 
five computers right. yeah. to or you know five devices to play to play a an iTunes song, and which you know helps a little bit. I'm still not a big fan of the M4A, but this is th- this takes it to a step that. Just like that me. old Flash comic, you yeah. know, the old Flash-based comics where it was like, yes. you have to go to the website and you have to read it. This this is how you have to read it, is doing it this way. And that's the worst possible way well, to distribute something like and that. And again, because they're the final destination of digital comics, where, where it's going to be for a reader. Is it going to be a handheld device? What is it going to look like? Is it going to look like a Blackberry? Is it going to look like a book, tablet yeah. of some sort? It isn't there yet. So to force people into this very specific thing. There were so many forerunners of the MP3 mm-hmm. that that you know didn't make right. it. You know, Sony had its proprietary uh, format that yeah. was like MP3, and I can't remember the name of it. Oh right yeah, now. and it yeah. failed. And, it, and, yeah. and they all failed. It was there's a, re- the there's the a reason you can't remember it. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's the Betamax versus VHS argument. What, what I think is funny you know, is that they will say, "Well, you can still print it out." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." So I'm going to download it for. Two dollars, and then I'm going to spend two dollars in ink and paper. Two dollars—that's nothing. Yeah, you know. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And, I might, and, I might download can, it at work because I have a high-speed internet connection, but I don't want to read it at work. I want to read it sure. when I'm at home. Right. I can't transfer it right. to my home computer. I can't transfer it to a, P, you know, to a, a, a portable reader. And on right. on you iTunes, know. once a year, you can deauthorize all your computers. And start from scratch. Yeah. So it just doesn't seem like it was very well thought out. It's, it it no. seems like it's well. Uh, I don't know. It's a first point, mis- yeah. It's a first misstep. It'll be easily be corrected whenever the actual accepted format yeah. and, and delivery system is is finally in place. But I don't think they've done themselves very many favors with this first step. Yeah. yeah. So. Meh. Sorry, director driving. Wah, wah, no whammy. All right, no let's, whammy let's move stuff. on. You failed. Let's move on to some pleasant news, pleasant and that would be uh, Runaways. Um, Runaways <laughs> has been uh, nominated for a Peach Award. Nice. Which is George Peach. Yeah. Which uh, it's good because if it, I don't. If it wins, it's if it wins, it's uh, Peach Awards are becomes required reading in the state in of the Georgia. Georgia, Georgia school system. Well, that's cool because I have a I have a cousin who's actually in twelve, who is reading Runaways. Oh, mm-hmm. who <laughs> got the digest? How did how did how did he or she get the digest? She just I was home, like you know, <laughs> for one night. And she was forced to read it. No, she was <laughs> sure, you would like. No, it was completely independent. Like I've never talked to her about comic books because it was never. Right. I mean, like, why would I talk to my twelve right, year old right. cousin about comic books? And she was like, "Oh, she was reading Runaways, and I was reading. <laughs> what was I reading? I was reading America versus the Justice, the Justice <laughs> Society, and we were like sitting in the living room, like, and I was like reading. She was reading. I'm like, Runaways coming? is pretty good. And she's like, How's that? And she's like, Is that complicated? And I'm like. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little over your head. America versus the Justice. Yeah, you know, I had, I had a, a, I was uh, at my sister's house, and my niece uh, was there, and she was, um, it was like a Thursday night or something, and my sister was telling her she had to do her homework, and so she goes into her little backpack, and she pulls out a manga book. I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was like, I, I can't even remember what it was, and I was like, what do you read? What is that? And she's like, oh, I'm doing a book report on it. You know, she's like, that's nine, yeah. you know, or that's something. You know, I'm like, 
I'm like, how cool is that? She's reading, you know, but she doesn't even. The weird thing was, uh, like, she doesn't even associate that with comics. With comics, yes, with like what you know what I mean? Illustrated literature. Yeah, it's It's like a a completely different. Maybe she'll pick up the mink stuff. So that'll be (laughs) maybe. Maybe are are we are we starting to see why maybe (laughs) Runaways was put in that digest format that looks oddly similar to a manga? But you know what's weird is Irredeemable Ant Man's coming out in the digest. Was Runaways a tsunami title? Was Was Runaways one of the tsunami books originally? I. It no. Was, no, it wasn't. Okay. Oh, I was curious. It looks like it should have been because, yeah. I mean, no. When you said that, because mm-hmm. that's certainly what the tsunami line was really intended, I mm-hmm. think, to do is right. Emulate, Cross that. Yeah, emulate yeah. manga and exactly. Oh, no. be have you, guys, have you guys picked up the uh, the hardcovers on those Runaways? And, yeah, my old boss did. Dave Olson. You know, I've got I've got all the single issues, and I'm thinking about trading in on those hardcovers because they look pretty. Yeah, my cousin, no, it's they're beautiful. They really are. My cousin was loving it. I was like, you should check out Why the Last Man. Well, for a twelve year old, twelve year old. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You should check out, check out ex- Pride of Baghdad. Yeah, There's a really great. It's gonna blow your over, fucking yeah, mind. Yeah. Wait till you get older. There's some Brian K. And Bond stuff. Machina, man. Yeah, smoking weeds. Okay, exactly. Lighting up a J at the end of that episode. Like when man. you get a little bit older, there's caught, some more Brian oh, another, K. Bond stuff. Another. I have a my nephew who's older. He's like twenty. I think he just turned twenty. And he, uh, I've talked to him uh, about him a couple of times on the show. Where he loves all the comic book movies. He he has posters of like Sin City stuff on his walls, and di- but he doesn't read comics. But like uh, a month ago, he was over for something, and uh, I go down to the basement. And I caught him like flipping through a trade from my bookshelf. I'm like, ah, oh, gotcha. I got you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Which book was it? Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was another Frank Miller. Book Ronin or something? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. Or no, what the heck was it? Give me liberty. Secret no, Wars. I don't remember. I don't Secret remember. Wars. No, dude. I honestly I don't remember what it was. I'm not sure what. I can't remember. But I just thought that was kind of absolutely. Kinda nice. cool. He's nice. getting interested. So well, it'll be it'll be great to see uh, as the press release uh, says. Runaways in the hands of thousands of Georgia teenagers. Would that continue with Whedon's run and whoever follows him on Runaways? Uh, I'm sure it would probably be well, this like, was the, like the, the first digest. This was the first hardcover that actually won. Re- oh, so it's the hardcover. First hardcover. Wow, which the hardcover is what the first 18 issues. I was just saying 18 issues. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what's nominated. Is the the first hardcover. Wow, wow, outstanding. What's well, awesome that was even nominated? I think is incredible <laughs> that that's even in the running to be. Well, I think that really that book would talk to a lot of teen. Oh, yeah, I think Readers, so that's great. Well, you know what else is great? Um, Eric, Eric Powell is coming back to the goon. <laughs> Ooh, he's doing a bunch of awesome stuff coming up. I'm really looking forward to seeing the goon. Is I, I think one of the one of the really great comics out there that I, I don't think enough people are reading. If you have a chance, uh, pick up uh, Goon Volume One. It has a great '50s, you know, EC sensibility. You can pick to it. Any of it. I'd even say it even harkens back to like EC Seeger and Popeye and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it's it's really got that it, it draws on a 20s lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's funny and it's there's there's Will Eisner in there. Mm-hmm. There's there's Seeger in there. There's so many interesting influences. I can I can see why people may not not that they wouldn't like it, but like would be not sort a, of put put back by it because it it's almost in a weird way intimidating because it's like so in its simplicity. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like so <laughs> simple and fun. Yeah. Yet it seems I like there's so much more there. Yeah. 
But there is. Well, I know, Which but that's great. Where, but I but I think I could see where people would be kind of intimidated by it. You it's can like, read that book on. So wait a minute, levels. am I yeah. missing something? There's am Kirby, I, you know, Jack Kirby in there? I mean, there's so much good stuff in it. But I mean, there's actually a great story running through the entire Goon series. You know, over of how he became the goon. And he's also he's doing the Bizarro. He yeah, Bizarro yeah. issues with Johns and Donner, which I think <laughs> that'll be good. Him doing Bizarro, just uh, when I heard, it, I was like, yeah. "Well, yeah, that just like any like I was saying earlier, any great idea, the first time you hear it, you're like, yeah, why the fuck hasn't? <laughs> why hasn't he done <laughs> yeah, that? That's, that's worse. But uh, anyway, look for uh, the return of the goon on uh, July 11th from Dark Horse. Hey, hey, did you hear Caps back? Oh, <laughs> he has guns. He has pistols and big machine guns and. Grenades, triggerless goggles, and a skull. Punisher War Journal number seven is going to see the Punisher in a slightly different costume. I was wondering what he was doing that mask he picked up at the end of Civil War seven. Mm. But that's not the mask. Mm. I'm not well, technically, he no. put it in. He put it in Mylar. I don't see any chainmail. It's on eBay. In Mylar, he, he, he put it on eBay. <laughs> he slabbed it. He slabbed it, dude. He slabbed it. Oh, uh, um, this is kind of interesting. I mean, you know, it's like. When we talked to Ed Brubaker last week, he, he's like, "Well, you're not going to see a bunch of variations, I mean, a bunch of characters running around in variations of Cap's costume, you know, except, except Punisher, which we already kind of found out about." But um, it, it'll be interesting, and I think Tom, you had talked about this. Is like it, it's all going to depend on how Fraction writes Punisher. Because I said this, if you explained this to me and said. Did not tell me anything about who's writing it and showed me a picture of it. I would say Blah. this is <laughs> worst this I've is ever. Stupid. But then you tell me Matt Fraction's writing it, and I, he has that sense of humor that I think can pull it off. It's not going to be like the this is serious. This I'm is doing seriously the new captain. I'm this doing this what, to yeah. no, you this know bring the, honor back to yeah. Captain America. Right, but this is you know it's going to be the joke that right, it should the irony, be. exactly the irony behind it and everything and just the the idea everybody the, everybody's, the that, that everybody's in on the joke except Frank Castle. Except yeah, Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah, that's where you know. Hopefully, I hopefully. mean, I think that's what it's going to be. But well, yeah, and I you know it's I when I talked to Matt, I asked him about that and what he was going to try and do with the Punisher, and I'm like, does he know he's crazy or like? And he's like, no, you know, obviously Frank thinks he's, he the, thinks sane, he's, right. he's the sanest man in the room. <laughs> yeah. And that's the great thing about him. And it's great having a, a nut-like Fraction writing writing this guy. Because <laughs> it's Frank's like, a fucking nut. Right, and it's like Fraction can easily <laughs> climb in that head and like look around and say, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm right I there with you, Frank. You know, exactly. I, don't like, <laughs> exactly. I don't like the Punisher, and I've loved Punisher War Journal so far. I've loved I, every issue. I'm I think, pleased how much I enjoy both books. Because yeah. I love Ennis' uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and love I love the gritty, Punisher straight, Max. noir kind of tough man Punisher book that he writes. But yeah, Fraction, I was worried about this War Journal until I heard Matt was going to be on it. And yeah, Matt's succeeded by this is Gene Colon, and you are listening to Around Comics. Tron's Frank back. Show put why is it? Why is it every robot that comes back has has it's to be female? Is you had hot. Vision, Ultimate Vision. Yeah. Ultimate Vision I fanboyed about know. this a while ago. Why do even? Why would a robot have breath? Have, breasts? have well, any sort of like That's why. Go back to Fritz Lang. I mean, really, yeah. go back to Fritz Lang and Metropolis. I mean, this really is a science oh, yeah. fiction. Iconic. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what? You, you know, know why Ultron has boobs? Because Frank Cho is drawing this. It's hot. It's, hot. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know. It's like half. Dude, flesh, Herbie's half. got a rack. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Herbie's stacked, man. I don't. I, <laughs> well, I mean, has got a little wood over Herbie. And what uh, what Reed did with Herbie? It, it almost, you know, in, in, in a weird way, I think like the people that are <laughs> Sorry, doing Chris. this are like thinking that they're <laughs> they're trying to be. 
politically correct and like, oh well, you know, they can come. Why couldn't an android be a woman? Why would it have to be a man? But then they draw it like, I don't think. How many times have you seen male robot? I mean, it's it's no different than. Let's I want an, an androgynous robot trick. like uh, the one in Agents of Atlas. You don't know what oh, that's yeah. got. No, it's just a box. Those are that's a fucking robot. I want a robot to look like a world Sir Jukebox. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have no sex. I just I just imagine like Hank Pym listening. Looking at this version of Ultron, going, oh, gotta fuck. Why not the first time, dude? I'm gonna hit that. Are you kidding? Exactly. I think actually, I think that may happen. I think you're gonna see like uh, Henry uh, like getting down with Ultron. Speaking of smart, there's a very smart comic out there called (laughs) Rex Libris, and it is uh, coming trade. I love Rex Libris. (laughs) I love it too. I think it's great. The commentary in those first couple issues were so much fun, and I was very bummed when he abandoned that. It's a it's a fun, dense sort of read for. I just think uh, you get your money's worth. I have to give credit where credit's due. The first person that mentioned this as the top of the stack was, was Dave Wachter. Yeah. Way he got me turned when, on to it. Yeah, yeah. issue one. And um, I think you were talking uh, the, the, the DVD track. Yes, is, exactly. Is what really set this apart. Uh, yes, I, I felt the same way. It's you get your money's worth. You get your money's worth. You also get a lot of um, sort of, <laughs> I don't know, classical humor, I guess, sort of jokes about sort of ancient Greek thought, you know, whatever yes. they're talking about in that issue, you get sort of jokes about that. The uh, the other thing, too, is it, for me it was a throwback to books like Mr. X from the 80s, where Dean Motter was, uh, you know, doing such an interesting and different, it just, it was the, the 80s, we're just kind of, you know, that time of black and white comics when things were, you know, different I think, stories. I think it was it, also... You know, different sensibilities. The, it's got such a, a sort of... It's dense but inclusive, which I think is something that a lot of books sometimes like when you get a really dense book. Well, the it commentary can also be a story. Yeah, the commentary make, the commentary will draw you in if you don't know all the jokes. It explains right. the jokes, exactly. but not in a bad way. It's not like I just told you a joke. Now let me tell it to you, and I'm going to take all the humor out of it. No, it's it like join in on the joke. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of gave it a Mad Magazine kind of feel yeah. to it too, where it was just like, hey, we're all having a good time here, and you know, this is. It just kind of explains. It's a fun, smart, independent comic. So definitely uh, check it out if you have a chance. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The fr- um, is it uh, Eastman put these up for auction on I eBay. I would buy it if I had a lot of money. But they went for two dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. The entire issue. Fifty thousand. Oh, uh, oh gosh, hey, that, that is just there. That there, fucking is fucking quarter amazing. quarter of a million dollars for the art to the first issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then the movie came out this week, <laughs> and that made a bazillion dollars. You know, I don't even know what the numbers. I, I think were on it's that, the coolest yeah. success story. One of the coolest. Success I love stories in that comics. those guys were so successful. With exactly. I think, the only I thing that bothers me that they were so successful is they stopped doing any comics. That's the only thing that drives me nuts. Yeah. Because I, well, because I, but, I thought but then again, Ke- what Kevin Eastman did was directed his attention to heavy metal and is, continues to churn out heavy metal, which very quietly and in an unsung fashion still puts out very interesting material. It's not it's not consistent. I kind of feel like yeah. I kind of feel like what Eastman you know, and those guys did. I think Peter Laird. Yeah, and Eastman and Laird. What they did is when you read those original yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. books, are have such a sing- singular vision. Of when you read them, that mm-hmm. they're obviously a joke on Daredevil, but obviously really great books in and of themselves. And I kind of think, and I'm sure there's someone who's a huge image Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, but I think when they left, that was sort of the 
end of that singular vision of how that book was going to be, and then everything after that has been... Well, well you have to novel. remember, too, immediately after, like, the first five or six issues, you had unwieldy radioactive yeah. hamsters, and you had oh, yeah. all the, was, knock, the black which and is white coming back. The hamsters are coming back, back by the way. Of course they are. Of course <laughs> Dynamite, they are. Yeah. I'm from the generation that, you know, read the black and whites and were laughing with Laird and Eastman. Oh, sure. And... Then, at first, I have to say, I'm sure we were all disappointed when it became oh, yeah. the, the Saturday morning cartoon. But now I think a bunch of us are laughing with them again in terms of their success and that they were able to take this edgy satire and turn it into I want to swim in the big swimming pool filled with money with them. Well, the thing was, I first got introduced to it through the cartoons. And I'm when sure. I found when I when I was a kid, and I loved the cartoons, and I found out it was a comic book, and I went back and I found you found the original, the yeah, and I was like, oh, this is really great, and I was like, it's not always necessarily a horrible thing to oh, get, I know. yeah, and it, oh, no, no, yeah, no, and it always saying. sort of works in an interesting way because it was like, oh man, these are like cool and great, no, no, but I know, it, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, oh, this is crap, but no, you're right, they, they you still came through it they the other always way. exist, they will still always oh, yeah, exist, and yeah. you can and always Eastman find, which is amazing. Don't forget the Zarek Foundation that that Laird and Eastman contribute to that that allows. I got nothing. I have. Oh, I'm just saying you know, that, like, it, this is... I, I don't, be, you know, oh, yeah. I have no bad feelings towards... Oh, no, no, when you were saying, I said, I, the only thing oh, I yeah. wish is that they had continued to they do, do com- the comics, right, but they yeah. do more. Yeah. Wait, you think about that original cast, and, you know, how many comics from, I mean, these are 20 years old now? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, how, how, more than that, actually, going on I mean, 25. Com- comics that yeah. are, that are yeah. 20 years old, and I still vividly remember... Casey Jones and Splinter and sure. the well, I remember Turtles, even, even though we couldn't name them the book, with, what yeah. with, the, with what their <laughs> the weapons, weapons were, were on that one. The episode. books, <laughs> the, the books when I went to go read them, uh, the old back issues, the thing that the thing that impresses me even more, I think, than the sort of gritty realism is the, also the mixture of the weird, like getting teleported to a world of Triceratops, you know, like, <laughs> but that fits in within it, and you can do all that, and I think all those. You know, old stuff which should be reprinted. Did, yeah. did you ever read uh, Fugitoid? Which yes. Came? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I found, downloaded it. I found Actually, my yeah. copy of Fugitoid, and it's the big I oversized. I have it somewhere, I think. It's, yeah. it's you know, another career that came from these guys was Paul Jenkins' career. Sure, yeah. he was the editor at and, uh, and at yeah, TMNT. well, and he, I think started off as a like a waiter who uh, like knew them because yeah. they they used, they used to, go to, to the restaurant and, yeah, yeah around the corner, and he uh, yeah he just like was looking for a job and literally like. Came in as an office guy, and learned the business of comics. And you know, uh, you got to hand it he to Laird and Eastman. The most touching story about, <laughs> about story. comic books, like that I'd ever heard in my life. The first time I ever met. I won't retell the story, but ask him if you ever run into him I at will, a con. I will but do that. Uh, but yeah, and he's uh, he's got some interesting stories about those days. Laird and Eastman. Yeah, 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 I bet, I bet. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, he, they were they. They suddenly found themselves in the midst of this oh, empire yeah. that they couldn't run themselves anymore, and they had to hire people to help them sure. out. Paul Jenkins was one of them. Pretty yeah. wild. So good Go for find them. those old issues. Yes. Go find the phone book reprints. Yeah, and if you have a, a spare quarter million dollars, you can buy the original. Hey, it's time for good. the mid-show announcements. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right, so do we have any other news we want to go over? Uh, there, there were a few other yeah, stories that say, what that Oh, there are a few. And that Andy Diggle is uh, uh, doing Green Arrow Year One. Oh, oh that's awesome! Yeah, yeah he's going to be with Jock. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that. I also saw the Milligan had an interview on Comic Book Resources about um, Infinity Inc., which I, I didn't quite cool. pick it up exactly at first. I was like, wait, 
I really like Ecstatics, and Milligan's going to be writing Infinity Inc., and he has that same sort of opportunity to take these characters and sort of do a humorous, like, he could oh, do whatever he wants. because yeah. I, I almost took it more from the human target, Peter Milligan, to say, but I mean, I, there's that's a the guy that, thing about that Milligan. Did, yeah, and yeah. That's, I almost looked at it in the same way that I think Jon Stewart became an interesting character when Mosaic was created. And and DC like let the and I can't even remember the writers. Gerard Jones. Thank you. Yeah, it was Gerard Jones. I just think it's an opportunity for John Irons to be a very interesting character on his own, and that's something that hasn't happened since. And Milligan can do whatever he's done. Everything. So he's a great writer. I'm a huge huge fan of his. Um, David Hine is uh, re-releasing Strange Embrace. I've Um, really enjoyed Hine's uh, um, Spawn. I've liked his Marvel stuff. Uh, oh, Mutant Silent X. Silent War, Mutant X. Was the Mutant X? Yeah, I love Mutant X and Mutopia. I thought those were those were the best bishops ever been for me. I, I'm looking oh, District X? District X, thank yeah. you. Mutant, Mutant X, X was the really the bad TV show. Thank you, and District <laughs> X. Jake can work on that very bad show, but uh, oh well. Uh, G.I. Joe announced the 25th anniversary issue of G.I. Joe. Go with, uh, Dog Snuff finally shows up. Dog Snuff? No, no Dog Snuff. Is that Larry Hama? But they're doing, uh, they're doing some inter- uh, interesting sort of... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Devil's Due is doing a 25th uh, anniversary issue. Um, uh, Celebrating the tiny action figures? They're, what they're doing, the they're, they're doing an interesting... <laughs> Character contest. Joe um, died for me whenever they went from the twelve-inch action figure. They're going to be uh, they're going to be re-releasing or releasing portions of the cover to America GI Joe America's Elite number twenty-five, containing all two hundred and thirty-three members of the GI Joe team. Uh, and then they're dividing the 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 cover into six sections, um, which are going to be revealed on different websites. And you can go there and guess like who are you know you have Joe's to name cock. you have to name all the different uh, all cock. the different co- uh, characters and you can win a uh, gift pack. So some interesting stuff about GI Joe coming out of DEP. Uh, what else is going on in the news? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino oh. is coming to Jim Hanley's universe in New York. He will show up at your place and shove you. I don't think he's. That I'm looking forward to Grindhouse. I don't know about the rest of you. Oh, boys. I, it am, looks right. I think it's crazy. It's man. either going to be like it's gonna a be big a pile of crap wreck. or the greatest movie ever made. Just like I every Grindhouse movie of its original. You know what era, I just yeah. watched this weekend? Tell uh, I watched. Uh, I watched both parts of Kill Bill, which okay. I haven't seen since I was Great in the theater. I was like, wow, that was a really good two-part movie that I think. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. At the time, I enjoyed it, and then I watched them back-to-back, and I was like, wow, that was really Love good. I can't believe it hasn't come out yet on DVD as one volume yet. As one film. As one yeah. complete... That's a lot of... That's a well, lot it was written well, that, that way, but yeah, it was. It was just too damn yeah. long. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment announced that they had reached an agreement with creator Don Chin to begin publishing a new comic book series and collections and collectibles featuring the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Oh, God. You see, I thought you were going to mention the other <laughs> uh, Dynamite deal that uh, brings back a wonderful icon that... Uh, and I wanted to bring this up, and Which actually, one? it's a good time to do it with Top of the Stack as well, because it's a current Any, television uh, show oh. that is not getting very much talk. And, you know, maybe we need to go to Los Comic Geekos or somebody. But the telenovela of Zorro. Dynamite's pretty Oh, yeah, oh yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about this last oh, week. Oh, I'm so sorry that ads. I that, No, because I just saw the ads Have you all watched it yet at all? No. I have seen episodes. And I got to tell you, <laughs> is it tell good? You, I like it. Oh, fuck. I like I'm going to TiVo it now, dude. It's totally Spanish. It's totally a telenovela. But... It works. Really? And it's There's been cool. ads all over my. It's cool. all over Logan it's, it's, Square. It's on, it's on. It's on all the buses in Albany Park. Telemundo, right? Yeah, it is. It's on Thursday nights. And fe- so if you're, uh, if you're listening to um, on Thursday uh, morning, 
trying to remember to to listen Thursday night to watch Thursday night watch El Zorro and El Zorro. In, in the uh, Midwest at least you know in Chicago it's on. But at, it's only in Chicago in no, the Midwest. No, no, is it? I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm saying I don't I've never know where been anywhere else in the Midwest that's had Telemundo. Okay, only well, in well, Chicago. If you have, well, then if you have maybe it's well Telemundo is a cable network as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think you might get it. Some. You probably can get it. I would assume it is. Or maybe it's pretty on or whatever. You might Check not get it in St. Louis. But. Well, it's, yeah, I can't find Zorro nowhere. I don't think it's going to be in Marion, or, Illinois. Or in, well, I'm, I'm sure Honolulu's not showing Zorro either. <laughs> but i got to tell you, or Australia, I really look forward and hope that some sort of DVD collection El is going Zorro. to be... I don't know how long this thing's going to run, but it's, it's fun. And Dynamite it's is doing... They're doing, They're doing new Zorro stories. New Zorro story. They're doing yeah. new Zorro comic stories, yeah. and um, Moonstone is doing new Zorro pro stories. Moonstone books ah. who do the Phantom and so many other pulp characters. So Zorro is really enjoying a nice little comeback despite the failure of that Banderas. One of the stories. Speaking of, I think it was IDW last week that I we got confused because they they were doing the. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but I but I, I, I knew uh, they were doing something else, and I couldn't remember last week. But it was Little Orphan Annie. They're doing uh, really, co- yeah. They're doing like the collected. So they're, oh, they're doing the oh, they're doing the old strips. Well, yeah, yeah. Classic, they're collecting. They're doing. They're strip. they're collecting the old. Well, like Tracy. Like yeah, they're doing Tracy. Dick Tracy, Little Orphan Annie, and then uh, one other one. Uh, classic strip. Carrying the pirates. Carrying the pirates. Those which are great. Yeah. Well, that's funny because yeah, all three of them Chicago. were tribune. They were all yeah. tribune uh, syndicated things. So yeah, they so must they're, have they're it. They're doing all Kenneth, three of those. Not no. Kenneth. You know, we missed last year. Uh, <laughs> it was the uh, t- in 2006. It was the 75th anniversary of Dick Tracy. Damn it! And uh, well, we just are saying, assholes. And, and, uh, <laughs> well, Tribune Tribune was planning on rebooting and and mm-hmm. giving Re-running us a, a new no a, a modern a take on Dick Tracy. Really? I want and a new Dick. Wrong with the Fresh old Dick. Well, I think because it was nice for its time with the 1930s and gangsters, but they wanted to do kind of a modern playing clothes. Speaking of Dick, like C S like a not C S Law and Order Dick Tracy. And the thing that what stopped him was Warren Beatty because he still has an option for the on that movie? Disney movie. Uh, and what did you guys? Like, uh, I was going to bring that movie up. What did you guys think of that movie? I like I like the Dick Tracy. I thought it was yeah. a. I haven't watched it comic book. I, th- I think it's a very. It's one of the better comic book adaptations of a, of a. Beatty's? Max Collins yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. was a consultant on that movie and really was responsible for bringing a lot of those great cameos of. Well, you got to have Flyface. Well, you gotta have this. Right, you gotta right. have this guy and everything. And he and did. And they had everything. I mean, they you had gotta have Shaky in there. Yeah. You gotta have the mole in there. I haven't Bumble. watched good stuff. Such a long Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first movie was actually a pretty good adaptation of the right. silly. All right. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Hey, man, don't All get right. too down on no, kid stuff. Yeah, I like the original. Oh, what I love is that Kevin Eastman has not changed in uh, back to uh, our final story. His hair? Uh, no, and I, oh. pretty much he he looks like the same biker dude he did twenty years ago yeah, that hey. like came up with this, and I love that about him. I think that's cool. <laughs> well, that'll yeah, take care of our news. news. Um, we want to let everyone know about the Around Comics Hotline. Sal. Hot. One eight 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 six five G cast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Like Just this like one. this. Hey guys, guess what I did on the weekend? I went to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Do you know TMNT? That was okay. You know, it wasn't perfect. Nothing to real jerk off, jerk off to, but it was okay. Um, you know, it's for hello to Paul Tunberry one 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 Paul Tunberry hello Paul Tunberry. Yes, may I tell? May I speak to a man? A man named. Warren Hush. 
Uh, let's see. What was on the menu today? I would assume it would have been. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's just me out here in Radio Land to say howdy, hey! Tonight has not been a pleasant night for me. Things happen. My death. For all eternity. Don't tell me what to do Trying to toy it down During the interview Trying to minimize the message But I'm keeping it large I love the place I live But I hate the people in charge Speaking is hard When you got strings attached So I'll say it for you Because I got none of that A man with no friends Only live for revenge Living life on the edge Cut through a thousand pens What the fuck was that? All right, I'm sorry. I had a lot of acid that night, <laughs> yeah. and I just had to call you guys. Uh, I think I think Thank he you. should email me directly with his problems. You should <laughs> be careful what you wish for, my friend. Tom Ketters at uh, Tom at aroundcomics.com. I think he. I think he's a visionary. I think, I think, he's I a think Grant Morrison. This is a message Grant Morrison would have left Maybe it was 20 Grant years ago. I saw him on Deaf Poetry Jam. Grant Morrison. I saw him on Deaf Poetry Jam. Yeah, he's exactly. He's um, all over the place. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be, but thank you anyway. Thank, but you know, thanks we, for we mentioning. We have another voicemail from him that I think we'll play next week. We had, oh, we had his, his message was actually 25 minutes later, Borders, <laughs> when they heard it, came to us Asked and said, you cut. have to cut it down to the tightest. <laughs> 45 seconds or a minute. <laughs> and I, we were like, well, we can't because we're artists. That was the cherry. Yeah, we, we're artists. That was and the they said, plum. fuck you. And so we bowed because they <laughs> they pay for us to have nothing. So that was how it worked out. <laughs> so they pay thank our you. Gas. And uh, please send in more voicemails. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I challenge you, sir. <laughs> oh, God. We're, Tom, we, why are you poking the bear? We'll outlast him. We'll outlast him. <laughs> I don't know if I can. He can't keep this up. All right. So anyone else that would like to send in a voice comment, we uh, we definitely encourage that. No matter we, how insane it sounds. <laughs> we'll play, no, we'll play it. Whatever. As, as, as no matter that. what you think of our corporate horseship. <laughs> horseship. Is that what he said? No, I mean, I if he... If he would have been a better caller, he would have used that turn of phrase. <laughs> Tom, quit insulting the Don't voicemailers. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Rob Ruddle. Yeah, you Canadians. He's probably French Canadian too. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> oh, you're not. Get French. You're not fucking French. You're Canadian. <laughs> you're Canadian. Wow. You know, Simon will be very upset. You know, Simon, our our buddy from uh, Ontario, that actually. Came down here. And oh, said the guy drove down. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just about what? He's but one of the good Canadian. Very few. Yeah, one, of the, one, of the <laughs> one of one of about eleven. One of them. There's probably you know, eleven. You got Dave Foley. You got Michael J. Fox. Other, yeah. You got Gordon Lightfoot. Peter Jennings. Gordon Anderson. Lightfoot. Uh, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> you know, that's uh, a, yeah, I can count him on my Neil hands Young. and feet. Yeah, I'm the good Canadian. Absolutely, we'll give it to Neil Young. All right, well, guys, that'll uh, take Anne care Marie. of her. <laughs> no, I would give her a Mitch 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 Mitch. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Pam Anderson? <laughs> she had the gall to rewrite a, re- redo a Beatles song. It, who was that? Anne, Anne Murray. Murray. She did You Won't See Me. It was oh, terrible. Screw that. Oh, yeah. All right, Ooh. it is time for Top of the Stack. Top. Top. Of the Stack. Of the Stack. Stack. That's right. It's time for Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Who wants to go first? I will go first, as always. I know you do. This was an extremely... Love stinks! Oh, sorry. Uh, this was an extremely light week for me. 
I, Me this too. Is, it was like six bucks. Uh, the book I picked, I, I actually had a hard time picking what book I was going to pick because I enjoyed Green Lantern a lot and I enjoyed uh, Lantern was great. a lot. But um, the book that I enjoyed probably the most, but I also feel sort of weirdly bad about recommending the most, is Fables number 59. Because this may be the worst book of all time to pick up if you haven't read any previous issue. <laughs> because it's uh, 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 59, it's specifically designed around the fact of people writing in questions that they've had about previous issues. And it's sort of uh, Bill Willingham and a bunch of different artists and their takes on the answers oh, to all these different questions. The yeah. Oh, that's great. And it, it's I've, a lot of fun it. if you've read all the previous issues, and I've enjoyed them a lot, but if you've never read any previous issue... It's a lot of inside jokes make, that yeah, yeah, you, won't. you won't get. But I, I, I did enjoy this the most of any book I read this week. And I think the the cool thing is sort of um, similar to A Thousand and One, uh, a thousand and One Nights of Snowfall. Yes. Uh, you have a bunch of different artists and their takes on different characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Willingham actually does a pretty good job a couple of times of tying different questions in together. You know, tying in what's Blue Boy's favorite, you know, what song and what song did Boy Blue, Boy Blue, Blue, Blue Boy, and, Blue Ball. and what one is Thomas Gainsborough, one is yeah, and what um, one is what was the song that um, Big B danced with Snow White at the ball, team. Oh. and finding a way of tying those things together, what was that song? and like finding how to do Iron that. Man. Well, that's what I liked that about song. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I liked about uh, Thousand One Nights of Snowfall is that while it was a sort of standalone independent. Yeah. Stories, you also found out a bunch of sort of you know backstory on a lot of these characters and Absolutely. stuff, which I thought was really. I think cool. it was just cool. Because I, I, I look at it sort of as like a thank you to right. the fandom that sort of carried fables on. I don't think you'd see a lot of books that would devote an entire issue to the fans. Yeah, that that is an, like, that that book is. I don't want to call it an oddity, but it has such a devout. Cool readership that I mean Fables fans it's like small readership but uh yeah but but intensely loyal yeah, yeah. intensely loyal sure. and, and I think William loves that he loves oh, that there are uh, Tom you're our numbers guy what yeah is, he would uh, hate Fables? to sell a hundred like thousand of that about 20, <laughs> is, it, is it about yeah. 20 that, that actually surprises me but that's yeah. great but I'm sure that for a vertical William, go book that's excellent yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that William loves all 20,000 of those readers, well, and what's we're all, you know, a part of. What's percolating in the background and has been for the last, like, year or two has been a, a TV show in development yeah. for for Fables. And it wouldn't, and, uh, and especially with the success of Heroes now, I, I bet you Fables is going to be fast-tracked pretty um, soon. On network, though? Well, I hope it's an, I hope it's an HBO show. At, but least, I, at least FX. I have, at least do I, it on FX. Well, that's, and that's a possibility because I've heard that it was universal, that is sniffing around it, and that would uh, lend itself to the Sci-Fi Channel, or uh, you know, a, a, a cable channel like like the way Galactica is being presented now, right. where you'll get a good edgy show that yeah. doesn't have to be on HBO or Showtime. Right? Yeah, I don't think Fables would have to be on HBO or I Showtime, but I think it would have to be edgier than I you think know seven o'clock. But yeah. but would a would a Galactica sensibility yeah, kind think, of show? Yeah, yeah I sure. think I, I just love the fact that there's such a singularity to the vision. That Willingham comes up with jokes for how people ask. Certain questions lead to serious answers, and certain questions lead to very obvious joke answers, and it's all dealt with 
in one issue and it's very funny and it, but it's also very respectful of the fandom of the book it's all very like, you know th- that's like what all my children does every year and I don't know how much you guys know about soap operas but they do they do You're like a fan me, John. they do a, wish, a fan a fan letter wish fulfillment show and it's always funny and it absolutely is a valentine to their fans and it's it really gives the actors a chance to cut loose and do something fun and, and I, you know and no, and not at all. It's yeah. ridi- again, it's it's played for laughs, but it's absolutely like you wanted to Is see it. Is it in continuity? N- no, and that's the great. Th- I mean, literally, <laughs> like you know, Erica will be up on the altar with like seven of her former husbands and things like that. It's funny as hell. And no, I think that's what it reminded me of when when he did this. Well, I, I, I don't think, think it's great. We've man. ever picked fables previously, but it's one of my. Favorite I did the parts. the. Yeah, I remember you doing that. Maybe early, early episodes. Yeah. I think we talked about. It's it. a great book. I mean, there's no yeah. question. It's always so, it's so solid. solid. Yeah, I was just gonna say that it's a, such a solid. It it lends itself to the trade very well, even though I've continued to get into the single issues because I I enjoy it so much. And I love the James Jean covers. Yeah. Oh, oh he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Won the Eisner last year for his covers. Fantastic yeah, covers. Well deserved. He and Bradstreet do my favorite ones. Yep. So. And like following a little uh, little fables up with some Punisher Max. <laughs> Punisher Max. <laughs> uh, Mr. Centris, uh, what is your top of the stack? I am so delighted to have found a Virgin comic that I really enjoy, and went into this very excited. Guy Ritchie's Gamekeeper, that is actually being written by Andy Diggle, and uh, Mukesh uh, Sin is the uh, is the artist, and uh, does not only the art but also the color on this beautifully painted uh, book. And it's amazing. It, it really is. It's a, it's a great suspense story. Um, I think it's very unconventional in both its art and uh, its storytelling, and I think it uh, calls on Annie Diggle's skill that we saw in books like The Losers, um, and it seems like he is more comfortable and took this assignment because it was a non-tights, su- you know, a non-superhero or, mm. or fantasy story. It was a very much a realistic story, and it's a departure from what I've seen so far from Virgin, having its Eastern mythology background. This is about a Chechen uh, rebel and a Scottish uh, landowner who have some sort of secret and are kind of have, have kind of checked out of society from some bad issue that happened in their past. And of course, men with guns show up on the uh, on the farmland to uh, suck the the, yes to suck these guys back into uh, the the violent world they were in. But it's it's not really Punisher esque in any way, and uh, I don't really see the Richie influence. I have to be honest in uh, the book, but that's okay because for me, Andy Diggle really is one of the best writers out there, Vertigo kind of style writers that that I think has proven himself both with his superhero work and his uh, his action and I don't know if you can call this noir. I think more of a suspense story, but I, I just love yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like a thriller, suspense thriller kind of. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's got a great, great John Cassidy cover. Also, Greg Horn uh, does the alternate cover, and um, I, I just think it was really well written, um, a, a great start, and again, so vividly drawn and painted that I, I think it's uh, it's on my uh, my stack, and it's this is the sort of thing I normally wait for on the trade, but I really enjoyed it, and I'll be back for the next issue. Well, I was telling, telling you earlier I had read it, and um, initially I was like, oh, I kind of thought I, I, I saw where it was going, you know, in the beginning. And I was pleasantly surprised that it was, wasn't was as conventional as initially I, I thought it was going to be. Are you reading Seven Brothers? I have not. I have not read that. That didn't appeal to me, and i got to be honest, a lot of the ones, again, that have this Eastern mythology. In fact, Mark and I from Dark Towers were talking while you, uh, while you guys were recording the Thursday show, and we mentioned the... Um, 
the Virgin preview that came out the year that you know I guess last year at San Diego, uh-huh. and I was literally underwhelmed by it because it was really just very heavy into Beyond the mythology. And yeah, it just didn't. There, there didn't seem to be that much interesting. When I heard that Guy Ritchie got, and they got not only Guy Ritchie but Andy Diggle to be involved in this thing, that certainly piqued my interest. I think Guy Ritchie's films were great, other than that one that he made with Madonna, <laughs> uh, other than Swept Away, and uh, sucking two smoking barrels and Snatch. Are and both great fans. They're, they're, they're outstanding. Two of, two of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, uh, they're great and they made, you know, Jason Strahan uh, a star and I I could see Jason Strahan playing this this Chechnyan quite frankly. What do you like, Snatch or Lockstock? Lockstock for me is good. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I I love certain Snatch. Charm to that I love movie. Snatch. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't love it, it, Who it, doesn't I love, love Snatch? Yeah. It, it's uh, the difference it's of Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction is Lockstock yes. and Snatch. Yeah, I think I think Snatch is a great comedy and I think Lockstock is a very cool movie. That just has a lot of comedic things in it, Absolutely. but I think, but I think Snatch is played much more for laughs, and I'm, I'm, they're both in my DVD collection, and I go to them both with frequency. And I the even love tracks are amazing. Guy Ritchie's uh, BMW uh, shorts. Stooges, be your dog. Oh yeah, but uh, 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 Ritchie did that uh, BMW short with Clive Owen yeah, and Madonna yeah. as well, and it's and it's very funny. So no, I, I like I said, I don't see the Ritchie influence in this, but right. I certainly that, see the, yeah, I, I see I the was dig- kind of waiting for that. I was kind of waiting to see like, okay, where's the Ritchie? Where's the twist? Yeah, like you know? he, where really I think if there is a comic that is akin to a Guy Ritchie experience, it's the boys. I think Ennis is the boys plays yeah. a lot like a like Guy Ritchie movie, to, yeah, yeah. Sure. especially when Hugh, top, when, when Huey has his first moment with that girl that he's in love with, and it is this gorgeous right. romantic moment that immediately is thrown, you know, taken away from right. him. I won't, I won't spoil for people who haven't read it. Yeah, certainly. But that to me felt I, more like yeah. a Guy Ritchie thing. I could see that. So, <laughs> but I did like it. I did like the gamekeeper. I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. And the art was striking. The, yeah. the, the one scene of, uh, and I don't know why it stuck out. Stuck out to me so much, but um, where he sneaks up on one of these soldiers and slits his throat, and it was just sort of like a spray of blood. Uh, it was in the house. Um, oh, okay. And, yeah, and it's just it was just the coloring of it was amazing, it's and the, it it's just the sort cool of against warm color. Yeah, and it, it yeah. just really, really uh, a lot of the art, and it was was well, fantastic. Mukesh Singh is also doing Devi for a version, okay. which is more of that Eastern mythology yeah, yeah. that we were talking about, but it is kind of that same palette. As far as the colors and stuff, I like it. It also reminds me of Dan Brereton's choices sometimes for colors. Sure. Very vivid sure. And, and interesting ideas. Um, yeah, again, I'd say if you're a fan of The Losers, you're going to find a lot of the same kind of stuff that you enjoyed in GameKeeper. Nice. I'll tell you, I'll, uh, I'll go next and let Sal finish uh, up. I hate Tom for making me love DC. I was in my nice little comfortable Marvel bubble. Marvel bubble. Yeah. Bubble. And, and now I'm starting to get into all and here comes Tom. Oh, Secret Six. I was just I was just saying how much I hated you for getting you into that. Yeah, for making don't me hate. making me Don't be a don't hater. Hate, don't, don't hate, hate the, the hater. Hate That's the right. game. Um it, as Tom said it was it was a pretty light week for for us uh, comic-wise, yeah. but there was a very cool trade that came out this week and that was Secret Six. Volume one. I don't even know if it's volume one. It's six degrees. Six, 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 yeah, yeah, six yeah, I mean, degrees of devastation. Yeah, the is only other story was Villain, their Villains United, United is the original story that put the, these secret six is this, together. Is this an ongoing? Is secret six? No, what, but what? It, but however, 
Uh, if no. uh, if you do miss the Secret Six, by all means, pick up Birds of Prey, Prey 104 because uh, yes, they are involved in the current yeah. arc, and it was something that Gail has been kind of putting kept in her back pocket for months because everyone has. I think Villains United was the most popular of Villains all the miniseries. Was great in in the uh, Infinite Crisis uh, group of, of books. That's why Secret Six came back as a miniseries, and I think DC is very smart. I think smart. you'll see it again. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's going to be a recurring miniseries of when Gail has time to do it. Then I think you'll see them because everyone loves the everyone loves these characters. Secret, everyone loves Secret these characters. Six with Villains United, and and definitely start with Villains United because it's the whole setup of um, how these I guys. Guess, I guess the the original Secret Six. Well, for Villains United, I, was there a, a Secret Six? Oh yeah, old sixties Secret Six. Yeah, from, okay, from the, the Silver Age. Yeah. That's what I figured. But it's uh, it's Catman, uh, Ragdoll, Deadshot, uh, Scandal, Savage. Uh, Cheshire and who's the apocalypse? Uh, uh, there was Parademon. Parademon. Well, Parademon. No, yeah. yeah, and I guess in the current Birds of Prey story, it's uh, Knockout. Knockout. Thank you. Yeah, and um, um, we're villain- the hat- you've, did you mention the Hatter? Well, yeah, the Hatter. So I mean, you've got like what seven that have been in the Secret Six, but there's one keeps getting off. And, right. Uh, which I, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin Villains United if you haven't read it. And that's out of the entire uh, Crisis lead-in minis. It, it was my favorite. Oh, absolutely. So definitely go back and and read it. But uh, this follow-up, the Secret Six miniseries, which I'm now bummed because I thought maybe it was an ongoing because I want to read the next issue. Well, really, that, really and that's bad. what I'm saying. If you pick want up Birds to, of Prey, 104. yeah, pick up 104 because it's going on right now, and you'll enjoy and it. Right, DC Comics, telling them you if want you, more you, Secret well, Six. I guarantee you, during the con season, everyone's everyone asks Scale and Dio, yeah. "What's up with Secret Six? Why isn't this an ongoing?" I think they're smart because I think keeping it a miniseries is going to make it. A fun event every time it happens. I could see it getting tired. I could see that those cast of characters. Look at look at how fun Thunderbolts was to start with, and then kind of fell into a rut. And I think in a lot of ways, this is the Thunderbolts. You can always inject it with a new villain. You can always add one more weird villain. That that seems to be what they do. It's like you know they keep knocking it back to five. You know, and they have to find the the new the new person. That's a good hat. Oh my god, that's good hat. If you if you enjoy rooting for the bad guy from time to time, this is this is your book. Um, the the characters that you never know if they're going to do the right thing or the wrong thing. Before this G- is your book. Before Gail Simone, Catman was fat and and a joke yeah. and ridiculous. Meltzer made him a big fat asshole. A- exactly, <laughs> and and Gail got him on Slimfest and you know pumped him up with steroids, and now he's when he's not wearing his costume, he's Kazar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and when he is, and when he is wearing his costume, he's a pretty good Batman uh, light. And I, I think uh, even Talia, you know, was like, "Man, I like this guy," you know, yeah. and it, which is kind of a great little nod. And it's it's great action, it's great humor, it's it's great uh, kind of a caper and that that kind of espionage thing that yeah. Gale does. Yeah, it's, it's it's almost like every good heist film. That you've seen with, with fucking crazy C-list villains, yeah, yeah and and, a... and and sick fun humor. So, um, Secret Six is a fun, smart book. Yeah, it's the, and, it's and the that, usual suspects yeah. cast with uh, with super with C-level sure. supervillains. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. And it's and it's I, I feel like I'm cheating on Greg Rucka because um, we keep, <laughs> I keep talking about Gail Simone books. But if you're looking for Fun, smart books. Look up a Gail Simone oh, book. There'll be another issue right. of Checkmate. I know. And definitely check out Villain, Vill, the Villains United uh, trade. Before, it was you, before you do this one. It was mm. really good. Yep. 
right. Sal? Uh, mine is a book I, I, I've never read before. Um, it's JSA Classified, uh, number 24. I just picked up on a whim because it was... JSA. Uh, <laughs> sorry, JSA Classified, uh, number 24. It was featuring Dr. Midnight, which is one of my favorite JSA characters. So I figured, out oh, what the you heck. You like I, Peter Cross. Uh, yeah, he's just a, a cool character. I don't know. Something about... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I was always a Chuck McKnighter fan. Yeah. The original Dr. <laughs> the original Dr. 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 Midnight. Yeah, I'm a big McKnighter. I'm a big Doctor Midnight Two fan. The female black. You see, and I and I'm I didn't care, I didn't care for her, and 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 really that's why I don't like Rex so much. I think because when they showed up in Infinity Inc. back in the eighties, John, I'm like, I like shelve the old your men. problems. Let Sal talk about the book. He oh wants. no, I don't worry about me, assholes. Clint anyway, <laughs> um, but no, this is I want to know about this. I, I, I just really enjoyed uh, the the art was very good. It was. Uh, I, let me uh, say who it is. It's uh, J.T. Krul, K-R-U-L. Wrote it. Alex Sanchez uh, on art and Jack Purcell, I think, did the colors. Uh, I'm sorry. Jack, Jack Purcell was the inker. I'm sorry. Um, the art was really good. It, it kind of reminded me of a cross between maybe kind of Scott Collins, but better because I'm not a big Scott Collins fan. Okay. With some... Frank quietly thrown in there, and maybe um, I see Doug Mankey. Was, yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Doug Mankey, absolutely, oh, sure. I love absolutely, Doug, Doug Mankey. Yeah. Um, art was fantastic. The story is what I really liked about it, though, um, because it was it, it reminded me of like a really good one shot, either Batman story or like a Daredevil older uh, Daredevil story where it was this mystery. And is it, a, is it a medical mystery? Well, it's not a, a medical bit. mystery, yeah. but it's a scientific okay. mystery. It, I guess, yeah, some, somewhat yeah. it is a medical mystery. Basically, he runs into this this character that proclaims he is a, uh, a vampire. Okay. And in his heart, Dr. Midnight doesn't believe him. And he knows he's not a vampire, but he has to prove it more, almost more to himself than to anyone else. There's no okay. reason for him to be doing it other than he, he seems to have to prove that this guy is not a vampire. That okay. somehow, medically, scientifically, he can solve Which this fits mystery. Which character very well. Yeah. Too, yeah. And yes, that's, you're right. And, I mean, and he, he kind of struggles with it in the beginning because he's, he, he's doubting himself. Um, and there's a great uh, scene with Mr. Terrific in there where he kind of uh, reminds him to always, you know, lean on the science, to, to, to always, you know... Go with Mr. Terrific, my favorite atheist in DC Comics <laughs> universe. Well, and also those two characters, I think, have been used yeah. by Johns and everyone, and and also Brad Meltzer to great effect as the scientific wing of right. the superhero society, Absolutely. saying, "Right, prove, let's prove this," because their autopsy of uh, of Sue Dibney, uh, for Mr. Example. Uh, Mr. Terrific, doesn't even believe the Spectre is actually a ghost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is one of my favorite things that doesn't get explored enough. Is Mr. Terrific doesn't believe the Spectre is real. But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, but Peter Cross has been a very interesting character. I mean, he had his little affair with Black Canary a few mm-hmm. years ago, and I, I think it's somebody that's. They they hadn't really found a, a, a forum for him to be his own man. And I think I think story. here it's it, it really. I thought they did a really good job of of finally writing a good solo story. I could actually see this as like a mini series, or I mean, it was it was a one and done story. But in the end, it even it left it a little Im- ambiguous. Um, but what I like I said, what I really enjoyed about it is it wasn't like this. There was some action in it, and and you know, but he even in the first line it is I am not a superhero. I'm a doctor, a surgeon. And and that was sort of the whole theme of it was 
you know, it was it was a logical story for this character to, to sort of be outside of the JSA and doing some sort of adventuring on his own. But it wasn't like this convoluted or just contrived, you know, action story that happens outside of main continuity. It was like it, this made sense that he was doing this under his own passion because he had to prove it to himself. He had to prove that vamp- this vampire does not exist. This man is not a vampire. There's some, and it actually was interesting as it went on. Um, there was a link between this vampire. And Doctor Midnight's own history, oh, cool. as far as the drug that blinded Peter Cross. Oh wow! So, um, and, and that played into the ending, which, in the end, he believes he has the solution, but it's left sort of open ended. With you're not quite sure if this guy is a vampire or he isn't a vampire, and it could you could see maybe another story in the future of this same character coming back. I think JSA classified as a great. DC I think book. I I mean comparing it to the JLA, JLA classified I where I Go think ahead. JLA JLA classified hasn't been quite as solid because I think the JSA classified is really taking to heart the idea of embracing a certain character and really showcasing right. it right and they've done a captured cap, uh, a couple of Doctor Midnight stories and I, there's a, a Wildcat uh, by coming Frank up. Terry coming up which looking I'm forward really to looking forward to. But I think the JSA classifieds really they hit the ground running. They yeah. hit the ground running. That Power Girl series was excellent. I think every mini series that have, has been in JSA, including the JLA yeah. uh, Detroit story that they kind of you know crossed over with uh, that Steve Englehart wrote. I think they've been the more entertaining stories, and I agree. I think Justice League classified has stumbled. Well, yeah, because like because they're really focusing on the team, and it, and I think I'm surprised that they are not also. Focusing on individual I JLA want a members. Three part vibe story. I just, well, that, you're three, on your own, Eric. You would. <laughs> you're the only three, one. Where's my three part vibe story? All right, guys, that's going to take care of our top of the stack. <laughs> you guys could. Five hours. Five hours from now, you guys are talking about vibe. Mr. Mind. And I love things, Mr. Mind. I, it, see? Mr. Mind's a great John, character. I would man. love a great Mr. Mind miniseries. <laughs> The only if vibe we're the only person well, who's stopped Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind. We That's love the listener for. email. You, oh, can, uh, you can email us ah. at info at around comics. Uh, heck, you can info Tom at Tom at around comics yeah. or Sal at Sal at around comics or me so at Chris mean, at email around comics. You can't email Mark at around comics. Or John at around Thank comics. Thank God. Uh, but you can email John at what? Uh, John at Word Balloon. John at Word Balloon. I email him all exactly. the time. Actually, yes. Caters and I were having a very nice conversation. This well, week. we got... Uh, um, we did get a, an email from uh, Mr. Rob Ruddle. Sal, what did Rob have to say? He said, uh, I was listening to your recent New York Con follow-up episode and heard the story about talking to Gail Simone, Chris Claremont, and Michael Golden, and I wanted to share a moment I had a few years back at WonderCon. I love Terry Moore and Strangers in Paradise, and I went to a panel where Moore was going to speak with Will Eisner. I arrived early so I could get a front row seat. I was sitting there minding my own business, watching the previous panel wrap up, and then Terry Moore came in and sat down next to me. A moment later, Will Eisner walked in and sat down on the other side of me. Eisner and Moore were chatting quietly as I sat between them. A moment later, Frank Miller came in and sat next to Eisner and introduced himself to Moore, and I just sat and smiled at this strange and wonderful moment I was witnessing. I think I said something as a part of this conversation, but I don't remember what it was. I wish I had a photo of that moment. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, why you go to cons. Yeah, that's what the I just cool thing. Out that, story. <laughs> <laughs> that is the cool thing about cons is you never know. I mean, I have my own, you know, what I consider great con stories. I'm sure everybody else finds them boring, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, if you're if you're into That's meeting creators, and, and there's no yeah. other better place to do it. Yep. So it's uh, you know, I'm going to be at Heroes Con. No, and by the way, Wonder, are you going for WonderCon sure? because yes, of its proximity to the New York Con of late? And I guess that's going to change next year. Mm-hmm. Has been this like really cool but quiet show that the creators are happy to be there, the attendees are happy to be there. But because it was so close to New York, the last couple of years there weren't there wasn't a big output of of fans, and you got these very intimate moments with creators that you just don't get it at New York or San Diego. As much as fun it is to see these big names, and sometimes Chicago too. It's the smaller cons where you really do get a chance to to get to know these guys, and I would even include things like Motor City Con in Mid Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, and and a lot of these. And WonderCon is it, it's funny because San Francisco is a huge market, but again because of its proximity some, to some of these other shows, it's not as big of a con. So I, I would keep, recommend I keep that. Hearing what a huge comic book market um, San Francisco is. I believe that. Yeah, you know, tons of shops. It just seems to seems to be. Uh, an area that really embraces comics. No, sorry, I was laughing about something else. I, the, uh, I was going to say Larry Young is based, you know, uh, AIT Planet Lair mm-hmm. is uh, is based out there, and I think, well, you know, it's always been an independent yeah. art city, San sure. Francisco. We always hear about so. uh, Isotope, the, the right the, Jim, James Symes uh, show or uh, which store is yeah. is kind of He's renowned so as as one of the the great comic yeah. shops in the country. Oh, and and it's great because if you know James will have like a happening at his store. And he has a webcam, so you know. Well, yeah, the iFanboy guys had a party there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thing. yeah. And they're yeah, no, he's 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 amazing, and yeah, it's that just that are great you vibe. Be a, are you going to be at Heroes Con, John? I don't know if I. I I'm going know. to be. I've, I'm going. Just to go to a convention. That's cool. Are, 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 the, are the other boys? I, I don't think I am going. There's a chance, but I, I don't. I'm the end of May, right? It is yeah. the end of May. It's yeah, in I, June. No, it's in June. Oh, it's like the end of June. June. or something like that. Yeah, 15th, 15th 16th, and 17th. I might. It depends. Probably not, just because I'm. I'm probably focused more on San Diego, just because you know. Uh, I, I'm going to be at Heroes because I just want to go to a con in June, and I'll have. A lot of money saved up from well, that's cool. working well, nine hundred hours a week. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Well, now, yeah, now you know. <laughs> I, I I really hope that after this year, uh, which really I did have to kind of pull back from my con stuff. I I'm hoping in 2008 I'll get guys. back up again. I'll email them. You I'll should. In, you I'll can email, email them because they're, they're, they're going to Ron. We'll get back in touch. Of course they will. Ron and I can talk about Morrissey. So you know, you enjoy talking about Morrissey. So folks, we love the voicemails. We love the emails. Keep them coming. We love the rock and roll. We love the rock and roll. Absolutely. We also love it whenever you can help spread the around comics love. You can do that a few different ways. You can take us up on our listener LCS challenge. Just download that flyer at the homepage and ask your local comic shop owner or manager if they'll put that up in the store. Haven't had anyone do that, or at least tell us about that. So. Um, just tell us. Yeah, just lie. Yeah, lie. You can it. just fucking lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna check it. We'll yeah. So make not, up a story. It's not like we're gonna send Tom out there. I I will yeah. send you a quarter book if you make up the funniest fake story. <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Streeter. Speaking of sending stuff out, I I wanted to uh, say to. Um, there were a couple of guys that won uh, the trivia contest did months beat, and months ago. Did I beat? Uh, I sent. I finally sent out the Watchmen thing this oh, week. Oh, did you, you beat me then? Yeah, because I'm sending them nice. out tomorrow. I got them all. But I have to it. say this, Tim Silver. Uh, I know you listened because you said you didn't own any copy of Watchmen, and I sent you my paperback version. You said you'd send it back. 
I haven't heard from you. <laughs> Actually, um, Bam on the forum, I still have to send you my Queen and Country trades oh, and Jesus, and Watchmen single issues. I promise I'm going to do Jesus it. Jesus Christ! Uh, if we are my aunt is if listening. Gonna I'm going to come over for dinner contest. on Thursday night. <laughs> And, I've been uh, sweating. You know what? what a contest. I just told her in New I, York. I've been emailing uh, uh, Matt back and forth because I wanted Matthew Johnson not to know that I forgot about him. Because I was like, listen, I'm I, I'm just trying to get everything together. And I included the black coat trade. No, with, oh, yeah, nice. like I threw in some yeah, I was like, I have all the issues. I got the trade. I'll give it to you. Sorry there you go. Right, but. Hey, Matt, you should have this by now. If you don't, blame your local postal service. I sent it priority. Uh, well, well, Matt, if you're not already our friend at comicspace.com, and once you get that uh, absolute watchman, you might want to do that. You can do that at comicspace.com slash comics. You can also become our friend at myspace.com slash comics and do my personal favorite, the iTunes music review. Uh, He's cool as Edison Jones. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we have we have Santa we have Claus. one frapper person, but we're gonna uh, unveil gonna that next them. week. We're gonna shun them. Um, so uh, join the frapper map if you would like. Uh, you can check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. Oh, I'm supposed it's to read your, this, I know Sal's right giving now. me the hurry up sign. So <laughs> well, proud members of the hey, the longer you take, the more I have to well. cut out. So <laughs> the more, more of John I have to at ComicsPodcast.com. Well, then let's wrap it up. And just so everyone's aware, they post the next week's topic on Tuesdays at their forum at AroundComics.com. Uh, next week, uh, look forward to uh, Richard Starkings from. Elephant uh, Men. Hip, hip Flask, Elephant Men, and, uh, and the Comic Craft. And the, guy, you know, the great company, Comic Craft, that makes a lot of beautiful books. Anything that looks good, he's doing. Pretty much. Go! And thank you to Borders. Uh, Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find exactly what you're looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Click on the Borders banner on the Around Comics website for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. Find a store near you at www.borderstores.com or use the Borders store locator at Around Comics. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809 and tell Tom's girlfriend to stop calling the show. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today, Chris, Tom, John, Mark. Rocky Fire. Thanks to Mark and Dark Tower for hosting us as always. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll be back again on Thursday with... uh, the Another guys episode. from uh, White Picket Fences. Uh, iFanboy. iFanboy, we talked to them. And, uh, and multiple, multiple other people. Yeah, I don't know who all we talked to. A ton of folks. But uh, we'll, we'll be talking about what makes a good LCS. And in the meantime? In between time. We'll be everywhere in... And around comics. I'm talking to my girlfriend on the phone.
would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah. Uh-huh.